So, um, ground rules for the family dinner. I just talk, I share. You can't hold me to anything that I say. It's just, um, we're just talking. So, some of these things you will never, ever hear again. They just, they go away. And some of these things we'll grab onto and we'll, uh, we'll act on. So, that's the whole point of this. We don't vote on anything. That's not um, our form of government. And this is an opportunity for uh, the the. For us to hear. Um, so we believe God speaks to the body through the body. And we've actually, uh, we've had a lot of good things come out of the, so I, I look forward to that uh, again tonight. So let me give you a recap. This is, we had a family dinner in December and here's some things we talked about. We talked about church planting. Um, I met with a guy on Monday and he's close. He's not ready to say he's all the way in, but I think he's getting really close. Hopefully within the next month, um, he'll make a decision one way or the other and uh, we'll be able to announce that and start moving in that direction. He has met with our uh, administrative team, and they were supportive of what he was, at least of his concept. And so, again, we're just praying along with him as he tries to figure out some of the pieces in his own life. So uh, hopefully that will be uh, happening soon. One of the things uh, that we talked about in December was we have a transition fund, and we had $30,000 in it. And we were trying to make it get a little bit more in there to help somebody transition from a from a whatever their current career is to church planting. And because of a great December, y'all were so generous in December, uh, we were able to bump that fund up uh, to forty thousand, which is I think it's it's good. It's good, especially this guy's got a, a family, and it will it'll be good. It'll help him if that's the decision that he makes. What else do we talk about? Oh, a pastoral internship. I was excited about this. We've been able to pull this off. We've got two guys. Let's see their pictures. Josh and Russell, who are, um, they've been working with us since the beginning of May. They work with Kim and I for the month of May. They're now working with Jeremy. They come one day a week on Tuesday and spend all day Tuesday with us. They both have, they're kind of discerning a sense of calling. Both of them are actually kind of feeling led to do some things in apartments, some kind of a apartment type ministry. And so we're we're creating some space for them to figure out what that looks like, kind of help them put some feet to their vision. Success for me is if they get one step closer uh, to confirmation. Yeah, this is exactly uh, what I feel like the Lord's wanting me to do. And it, it feels, it, it seems good. It seems like it's really working for them. They're putting a lot into it. They both have full-time jobs, and so they're creating and carving out some space. And that was one of the things is we want to be able to pay just a little bit to offset the time that they were missing at work, and again, because of a great December, we've been able to do that for both of those guys. So that thing is running well. I'm really happy with it. What's next? Sanctuary expansion. We talked about this in December. Y'all hated it. So we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. That was the idea of moving the bathrooms from here to there. It cost like $160,000 or something to do that. I think that's probably why you hated it. Um, it would add 50 or 60 seats, but there wasn't any, there wasn't an appetite to do that. So we ditched, and last, relocation. So this is great news. So every place we've looked at is gone. So um, there's clarity in that regard. Uh, we've looked at three or four or five spaces kind of around the square, and they're all, either the people have just flat told us, no, they don't want to rent to a church, or um, they're under contract uh, to, to have for another function, another purpose. So that's kind of where we are now, which leads to what I want to talk about tonight. Uh, the question I, I started asking when all of those things, um, we were being told no, and from all of those different directions, 
was what does flourishing look like where we are? So we have about 15,000 square feet broken up over five buildings, very artfully laid out, I, I think. And we're trying to figure out, so we're here. We've got six more years on our lease, so we'll be here for some amount of time between zero and six years. And so what can we do to, to, to help us flourish, with flourish this idea of, of growth and health? And I'm not thinking numerical growth. That, has, that continues to happen. We have more people this time uh, in 2017 than we did this time in 2016, and that's been the case for us uh, for all of the 10 years that we've been in, ex- in existence, and that's, that's great. So we're trying to figure out, so what do we do? People are coming. We've got, we can't move the walls. And so what, what do we need to be doing to make sure people are uh, able to engage the Lord when they're here on Sundays, to make sure people are able to connect uh, in small groups and family as they desire, and to make sure people are able to uh, step out into their calling in the community uh, as they feel led to do that as well. So that's really what we're talking about tonight, and I want to hear from y'all. So there's four major categories that I want you to think about. And so what you're going to do is you're going to have some paper at your table, I'm going to walk through these four categories, and then y'all are going to just brainstorm ideas and turn them in. And then we're compiling that, and I'll look at it. We, we got some uh, from last week, and then we'll add y'all's to the mix and kind of see if there's any consensus, any, any words that we're hearing uh, over and over again that we need to grab onto and try to implement. So the first, wait, hold on, we go back. Was there anything I didn't say? Oh, yeah. So those are so this is um, so I was wrong about this when I was in seminary, which was probably getting on 15 or 17 years ago. The rule of thumb was that people came to church three times a month. So if someone was active, they were there three out of four Sundays. And so if you wanted to know how many people you had, that was kind of that was the math. You would look and say, well, this is three-fourths of my congregation. You do the math and say, well, this is what we have. And and that's kind of the assumption that I've been running with for the last 10 years. And so we have, you know, 350 people show up-ish, adults on a Sunday, 350, 360, somewhere in there. And so total, whatever that is, 475, 500 people or whatever that number is. And it seems like things have changed. I've talked to some guys more recently, and they're like, well, it's actually people come one out of they come two out of four. I was like, I don't know that that's true. And he said, they heard it from multiple places. It's two out of four is the new number. And Easter showed that that was probably the case. So you can see our Easter numbers up there. And that it, it is, it's two out of four. So I was, I thought we were in better shape than we were facility wise. But again, it's just, it's the reality that we have. That doesn't change anything for us in terms of the square footage that we have or options to move. But it did make the question a bit more urgent to me or pressing to say, well, how do we flourish? Because right now, if if people wanted to come, we honestly don't have a seat for them. If 9, 11, and 5, that's more chairs than we have across all three services if 675 people show up for worship. So uh, if you were here on Easter and if you were here at 11 on Easter, it was miserable. So people, we're all the way back to those glass doors. Um, and so where I, that's really what prompted me thinking, what do we need to do um, and how, how do we flourish? So anyway, that's where that came from. What's next? So one physical facility. What do we need to do? And you can't say move walls. We're not doing that. And you can't say relocate. We're not doing that either. So within the space that we have, are there any things that we can do that you would say, you know what, that would help? 
So, for, so tomorrow we're putting in a new air, a, a small air conditioning unit in here. It, again, if you were here on Easter at 11, it felt like an African nation, not like a Starbucks blend. It was hot. <laughs> and so it would cost, I think, I think $50,000 to redo our air to make it adequate. And so we're not going to do that. So we're spending 8000 to make it a little less inadequate um, starting this week. And so there'll be a little unit up there that'll, it'll help. It'll help. So that's a small thing that we can do. If you were here a few weeks ago, that was really at the nine o'clock service. It was pouring buckets. Everybody came in. They looked like a wet rat when they came in because we don't have any, there's no, there's no awnings anywhere. And so if you're trying to get in with your umbrella or if you've got a kid, you're, you're done. We'll have towels for you. So we're trying to get awnings. But the guy who's looking at it last week said that our brick is so old it won't hold an awning. So we're trying to come up with some other options. So those are small things that they just make it a little nicer, a little easier, a little better if we're going to be here for a while. So people aren't soaking wet. Although if it's going to be hot and you're soaking wet, then maybe it's okay. It's like a sauna, steam bath or something. So are there things when you think about Sunday? Are there things? It can be as simple as, you know what, it would be nice if there was a different flow for people either checking in kids or something down here. Some of y'all think that way. None of us do. And so are there some things like that that you would think of that just in terms of physical space and layout would make things easier, better? We feel like our job as staff is to provide handholds and to remove obstacles so people can connect with the Lord. That's all we want to do on Sundays. Children, students, and adults, that is our highest and best goal. Like We feel like we're successful if we've done all that we can to remove obstacles and provide handholds. So are there things that you think, you know what, this would, this would get rid of an obstacle or this would provide a handhold and make it easier for people to connect with the Lord? Because that's our goal on Sundays is for people to connect with Jesus. And so anything that helps that, we'd love to know. Next, kind of the overall culture. So how do we feel in the primary time that we gather is on Sunday. So what does it feel like? What's the atmosphere? Some of you are feelers more than thinkers. And so are there some things that would improve that feel? Again, that would help maybe um, people connect with the Lord. Uh, One of the things that we heard for several years was that it was very difficult to connect. If you didn't already know somebody, uh, the phrase we heard was, if you don't know how to swim, don't go to Stonebridge. It's too hard to find your way into the mix. And so what we did, we we heard that and we, we hired Jeremy. And part of his job is to help people do that. He's running this class called Foundations. He did it last night. It's his third go around. He's had 54 people come through and all 54 of them have stuck. Every one of them has found a group. It's, a, it's amazing what he's done. And so that's, that's a step in the direction. So that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. What would help the feel? And again, our church, there's more than just Sunday, but that's the primary place that people experience. And it's definitely for most people the first place that they experience. So is there anything in terms of the overall atmosphere that would make things better? Anything with hospitality or parking or, or whatever. Don't tell us to change the cookies. Anything above kind of that level would be nice. That would be good for us to hear. Um, also, just in terms of culture, multiplication is a value that we're trying to um, embody. And I think we're doing some things along those lines. What's next? Ministry structure. So we don't have tons of programs. We do actually have a structure. You may not know that. It's, it's, um, it's pretty light, honestly. But we do have 
a bit of a structure? And are there things that would help either help people grab on and move forward or or um, again, make just make it easier for people to connect? So, again, one of the things we did was with Jeremy was we didn't have anybody taking care of our small group leaders. They were basically if it was you, you were kind of floating out there on your own. And right now he's doing a small group for small group leaders to help um, train people so that our groups can continue to grow and deepen. Uh, one of the things we're talking about, this is, you may never hear this idea again, but one of the things I'm wondering about is the idea of a family pastor. I've never seen one in a church our size, but there are churches that have those that help, you have a, uh, it helps provide continuity between children and student ministry. And I've wondered, is that something that we need? We have tons of kids, and we're, we're getting tons of students because the kids keep getting older, but we keep having people having babies. And so, like, our, our range is getting bigger. And there's more people in the range. And so would it be helpful to have someone who's looking over that? I don't know. Um, we don't have anybody who really leads when it comes to men's, women's, or marrieds. Those all volunteers who are wonderful and do that. But we don't have a, there's no pastoral presence there, or pastoral support. It's like our small groups were before we hired Jeremy. And so that can, for sometimes that can be frustrating for people who want to volunteer, who want to engage in those areas. And they're kind of going out. I don't know if this is even a value at the church. And so that may be something that could fall under that family role. I I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but it's something that I'm thinking about. Would that help us in terms of over in terms of ministry structure? Another thing we've talked about is should we go to three services in the morning? Some of you come at five and we're so thankful that you do. We probably have about 50 people come at five regularly. Um, It's not a that's not a ton, but we honestly don't have 50 seats in the morning. So we're so thankful for the people who come who do come at five, but that's, it's never gotten, the service has never really grown beyond that. And so I don't know if it's the most effective thing. When I look at, on, in the morning and it's really crowded at nine and really crowded at 11, I think, well, they know there's room at five, but for whatever reason, that's not a, an attractive time for people. So is there another way? Is three in the morning a better option? And then the five o'clock service we could leave for church planting. I don't know. If we do three in the morning, then we would have to shorten the service to 75 minutes. It would be less. You wouldn't have to listen to me quite as long as probably one of the things that we would do. And we've talked about those times that you can see up there on the screen, the left and the right hand column. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it makes any difference. I don't know if anybody's coming to church at 8.15. And so this would, if, if you're writing about that, don't write about what you would do in your ideal world. Write about reality. So don't say you're coming at 8.15 if you know you ain't coming at 8.15. Or don't say that'd be good for somebody to come to. If it's not you, just leave it off. One time we did this poll, and we were trying to figure out, should we do a Sunday night or a Saturday night? Eighty-three people said they were going to come to church on Saturday night. We did a Saturday night service for, um, I can't remember what it was, when the Taste of Marietta. There weren't 83 people who came. It wasn't even close. There might have been 11. So, um, <laughs> Brutal. We just don't just tell us what you think, like, honestly, where you would be if that's an option. You may think it's a terrible idea. We don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. What's the last one? Is that the last? Oh, spiritual atmosphere, the most important one for us. So um, this is a little bit different. When I think about the overall atmosphere, I'm really thinking that's a lot of that for me is in terms of what of hospitality and welcome and family and that. When I think of the spiritual atmosphere, I'm really thinking about. Are people able to connect with the Lord? Do people experience God on Sundays? And are there, in, are there any things that we need to do to help facilitate that? Anything that would make that 
easier for people or more accessible for people to experience the Lord. One of the things that we've done, we changed, actually it came um, from someone who came to prayer and he said, I think it would be helpful for us to do this. So we've changed the way we've done, uh, we do Tuesday prayer. We've made it more contemplative. We've made it longer. We've made it drop in. And, and it's worked in terms of increased um, attendance. There are more people coming. There are more people praying. It's been great. Uh, you may not have noticed or you may have. We changed our worship format on Sunday. We used to do four songs in the middle and one at the end. Now we do three in the middle and two at the end. And the main reason for that is we were hearing that there wasn't enough opportunity for people to respond at the end. They were like, we're, we need to think, and you're not giving us any time to think, or we need to process. We don't have any time. By the time we figured out, unraveled what you said and translated and deciphered that, we're, we're done. And so we need a, so that's one of the things that we've uh, changed as well. One of our desires, we did this a few years ago and then we, we stopped. Uh, we're, we're probably going to pick it back up again is how do we incorporate more testimonies on Sunday morning? If you're here a couple of weeks ago when Emily Massey shared her testimony about healing, that was the biggest response we've ever had to anything was the number of people who came forward uh, for healing prayer after hearing the testimony of someone who was physically healed. And so there's just something about testimonies that are powerful. And so we're going to try to figure out how to incorporate more of those uh, on a Sunday as well. So those are just some things we're thinking about. Four big categories. Love to hear from you. I said it last week. There are no dumb ideas. There are only dumb people. So that's why we're making it. That's why we're making it anonymous. You don't have to put your initials next to your suggestion at all. So have someone who can write legibly be your writer. What time is it, Kim? Anybody know? 7.20. So we'll give you 25 minutes. 7.45 will be done. So take 25 minutes. Again, you don't need to filter any of your ideas. Just write them down in each of those categories. We'll compile them and then we'll bring them back after we have a bit of a um, cohesive list. Thank you all.